talking to? You talking to? You talking to? The Rolex wearing? Diamond ring wearing? Kids stealing? Woo woo woo! Wheel of dealing? Limousine ring? Jet flying? Son of a 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 gun! And I'm having a hard time. Hold these alligators stop! Big Benny Unfiltered, the news and brews podcast. Oh yeah. What's happening everybody? Big Benny here with Unfiltered, the News and Brews Podcast. Uh, very first episode. Thank you for checking it out. I appreciate it. Uh, whether you're checking it out wherever platform you're on. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to check out the podcast. All right, it's unfiltered, uh, which means that I'm going to cut loose uh, those of you that have never heard of me before. I'm a radio DJ, um, which means that usually the FCC has got me uh, under their thumb with regard to language and whatnot. But fuck that, okay? Which is the other reason why I'm having myself some beer. All right, this is the News and Brews podcast. We got news. I got some sports, and I have what I like to call. Other news, all right? News of the weird, dumb shit, stupid fucks. You know what I'm saying? I got a little some of that for you at the end of the podcast as well. We will end every episode of the podcast with other news, all right? I am from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am a uh, radio DJ and stand-up comic. I'm doing the podcast because I'm fucking hurt. I got uh, diabetes. I almost lost my leg. Long story short, I'm still in the cast, which is why I'm doing this shit instead of doing a regular job. All right, so I would appreciate a subscribe. Uh, if you hit the subscribe button and uh, make sure you get this shit downloaded all the time because I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to drink beers uh, while I do the news. This ain't no typical news shit, which means a couple of rules before we get started with the news, okay? Um, number one, uh, I d- don't, don't give me no bullshit. If you're a uh, uh, right-wing conservative and I talk shit about Trump or if you're a left-wing crybaby and I talk about Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or whatever, all right? I'm just going to have some fun. And you get pissed, well, that's too goddamn bad. All right? That's rule number one. Rule number two, uh, I'm going to have some beer while I'm doing uh, the podcast. All right? Before I'm recording this one, this very first episode, I've already uh, had a couple. Okay? (laughs) So expect beers to be flowing during the show. So if I take a break, it's going to be like, hey, hold on real quick while I grab this beer. Something like that. All right? Uh, Let's see here. Number three, I am a stand-up comic as well. So expect uh, stupid jokes, you know. They, won't, they ain't all going to be home runs, but fuck it, all right? Uh, and lastly, because I'm not a news person, I'm a dun 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 Well, today in Chicago, from Flacken, from Flacken, I'm going to give a fuck. If I say it wrong, then I say it wrong. I don't want no, don't at me with fucking, you said that guy's name wrong. <laughs> don't give a fuck. All right, I got as close as I could, man, all right? I graduated high school, ain't got no college in me, so don't worry about it, all right? So with that being said, thank you for checking out the very first episode of Big Benny Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast. Let me take a drink here. Uh, Goddamn. You know beer when it's cold? It's the best. Right? Oh, it's so good. Oh, beer is so good. Oh. Oh. Uh, beer tonight being brought to you by, well, it's not being brought to you by because it's just the shit I'm drinking. I'm a Bud man. I drink Budweiser, Bud Heavy. The red and white can, king of beers, call it what you want. That's what I drink, okay? Don't come at me with your fucking 
You know what you really should try is this uh, India Pale Ale that they make in Wisconsin. Oh, it's made with cheese, and it's really, fuck that, okay? I don't do that shit. I, drink, I go down to the 7-Eleven. I go down to the local store. I go to the supermarket. I can go to World of Beers, and Budweiser is there. It's never treated me wrong unless I asked it to treat me wrong, and it's what I like to drink, all right? So this podcast, uh, further, furthermore, if you do have a beer you'd like me to try and you want, me to, you want to sponsor my goddamn podcast, pay me some money to drink your beer. I'll tell people to drink your beer, but as long as I'm doing it for free, and I'm even worse, I'm spending my own goddamn money. <laughs> Shit, it's Budweiser all day. Let's get started, and let's get started with the, the war going on in Washington right now between President Donald Trump and Democrats. Yeah, President Donald Trump vowed on Wednesday to fight all the subpoenas issued by House Democrats investigating his administration, reinforcing his administration's increasingly combative posture toward congressional oversight. Right? There's a subpoena coming from the House Judiciary Committee uh, of his former White House counsel, Don McGahn, calling it, and I quote, ridiculous. By the way, you're going to hear burps and shit while I'm doing this because I'm drinking beer, I'm going to burp, so fuck it. All right? The White House has already instructed former White House personal uh, personnel security director Carl Klein not to comply for the subpoena. <laughs> and officials have said the White House may seek to exert executive privilege to block McGahn from testifying. Trump saying, are you ready for this? This motherfucker said, the subpoena is ridiculous. Okay. I thought after two years we would be finished with it after Robert Mueller's, uh, his whole fucking investigation. He says, we, I thought we'd be finished with it. I say, it's enough. President Trump, these are fucking subpoenas. These are not fucking like, hey, do you think it'd be okay if you allow them to come talk to us? They're fucking subpoenas. Okay? Subpoenas. Oh, that's funny. Okay, that's too much beer. All right. House Democrats, they say, you know, they're stonewalling them. And the truth is... So the whole thing with the Mueller report, according to Trump anyway, is no collusion, no obstruction. A, okay on no collusion. B, you were not cleared of no obstruction. You weren't cleared of that shit, which is why Democrats are coming after President Trump, right? Well, now he's telling motherfuckers not to talk. Like, no, you don't need to talk to nobody. Don't do that, okay? Now, <laughs> because of that, House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler said, I suspect that President Trump and his attorneys know this to be true as a matter of law, that this is evening's reports, if accurate, represent one more act of obstruction by an administration desperate to prevent the public from talking about the president's behavior. The committee subpoena stands. I look forward to Mr. McGahn's testimony. So the fight is on between Donald Trump and Democrats. This shit's going to go on forever. I don't know where you stand on either side of the aisle with regard to Donald Trump moving on and, you know, who's, you know, and who's going to take him on in 2020. Okay? Donald Trump is standing back going like this. Come at Come at me, motherfuckers. What you got? Bernie Sanders? The fucker is older than I am. Okay? And Bernie Sanders says it's okay that if you're in prison that you can fucking vote. Bernie? That's a nail in the coffin, dog. You got to be careful what kind of shit you do. Democrats can be touchy motherfuckers as it is. And now you out here saying, you know what? I think that if they're in prison and they, go in, they can still vote. Oh. 
Democrats across the country just went, uh, Bernie, um, what's that dog? Uh, what the fuck are you doing, dog? Why are you doing this to us, dog? God, just shut the fuck up, you know? So anyway, that's what Donald Trump is mad about, but that's not what he's really mad about because it's Donald Trump. Let's be completely honest here, okay? Uh, Trump is really upset with Twitter. Did you hear about this bullshit this week? President Trump on Twitter has just under around 60 million followers. Okay, that's a hell of a number. I'd love to have fucking 60 million. I got like, I don't know, 1,700? Hold on. Budweiser. Um, I have, I have like 1,700. President Trump has just under 60 million. That's a lot. Problem for Donald Trump this week, <laughs> as he met with Twitter's CEO Jack Dorsey on Tuesday, is it the problem with the metrics? You know why? Because even though he's got just under 60 million, former President Barack Obama has over 106 million. (gasps) That's a lot more. And Donald Trump does not like it. It's precisely the type of thing that would upset the current occupant of the White House. And of course, it does. All right. (laughs) They said this right here. It says right here. Okay. The Daily Beast said so. Trump has repeatedly griped to associates about how Obama has had more Twitter followers than he has. All right, now this is what was said to the Daily Beast by a couple of people close to Donald Trump. They said, even though by Trump's own assessment, he is so much better at Twitter than Obama is. Wait a minute, hold on. My mind is about to fucking blow with that news right there. Hold on. <laughs> Donald Trump thinks he's better at Twitter than Obama. Is anyone really shocked by that fucking statement? Donald Trump thinks he's better than everybody at everything. Okay. So that's what he's pissed about. He's only got 60 million, and Barack Obama has over 106 million. So there's obviously got to be something going on against Donald Trump. Twitter hates Donald Trump. If you see my timeline, I would agree completely. (laughs) So, episode one of Big Benny Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe. Hold on here, i got to take another drink of my Budweiser. You know, it is the News and Brews podcast. Hold on. Mm. <sighs> Fuck yeah. All right, so, hold on. <clears throat> All right, so, did you hear about this shit? Do you play the lottery? Do you play the lottery? I do. A couple things about the lottery, All right, before I get into this story. I hate motherfuckers that just play when the jackpot gets, like, over $500 million. They're like, $500 million? Oh, okay, yeah, now it's time to play. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you want to be rich or not? Do you know how much the very first Powerball is, like, like after somebody wins? Like, you know, they do a drawing every Saturday and Wednesday. So let's say somebody hits the jackpot on Saturday. Well, Wednesday, I think it starts at, like, $40 million. And some people have the fucking nerve to go, well, just $40 million. Oh, wait till it gets higher. The fuck is wrong with you? I play all the goddamn time, all right? That being said, good news came this week to a 24-year-old man in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, the motherfucker came forward to claim the third largest jackpot in U.S. lottery history. I'd like to introduce you to Manuel Franco. Manuel! This motherfucker been buying tickets, uh, Powerball tickets since he turned 18, and he's only 24. Okay, first of all, Manuel, I hate you, dog. Six years. 
I've been playing since I'm 18, and I'm 47. And I'm too buzzed right now to fucking tell you how many years that is, but I've been playing. But for him, it paid off. Okay? Third largest jackpot in U.S. lottery history. He bought the winning ticket uh, to the massive $768 million, Oh, I'm sorry. $768.4 million Powerball on March 27th at a Speedway gas station in New Berlin, Wisconsin. He says, I walked in the Speedway, and I purchased like $10 worth of individual Powerball tickets. Eh? Okay, look, his last name is Franco, so I'm going to assume he sounds like that fool. Okay? He said in a news conference, honestly felt so lucky that I did look up at the camera, eh? and I wanted to wink at it because I just had that lucky feeling, dog. I was like, hey, fucker, hey, wink. Huh? I'm going to win it, dog. So he chose a lump sum. Oh. Now, mind you, he won 768.4. Lump sum. You know how you can do the annual payments and shit. He took the lump sum. Now, he, obviously the lump sum's not 768.4. This motherfucker, it was only $477 million. But at first he was leaning towards the annuity payments. But he found out about his good fortune. He says, I was going insane. My heart started racing. I screamed for about five to ten minutes, he said. And he did what you and I probably would anybody else would do. He said he went into work the next day, but he was sweating, barely able to hide the good news from his coworkers. Did not take long before he quit his job. And at his news conference, when he, you know, when they announced him as a winner, he didn't say where he worked. I would have fucking put that place where I worked on blast. I'd have stood there and gone, man, God damn it, I work at the Burger King at Lomas and Louisiana in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And fuck the motherfuckers that made me come in on a Saturday. They called my ass at 5 in the morning for the breakfast shift, and they threw my ass on the goddamn hash browns. I wanted to be on bacon. I told them to. And the motherfuckers put me on the hash browns. Fuck Burger King at the goddamn Lomas in Louisiana in Albuquerque. I quit, motherfuckers. $477 million in my pocket. I'm going to buy that goddamn Burger King and fire everybody. <laughs> That's what I'd have done. This motherfucker actually went to work. I'd have called in. I wouldn't have even lied. I'd have been like, hey, good morning. How you doing, sir? Yeah, listen, um, I'm rich as fuck, and I ain't coming in. I quit. Oh, excuse me. What? Oh, I said I fucking won the lottery. I'm rich as fuck. I quit. Simple. But that's not even the best news about this whole story, okay? Now, he wants to take a break after his wedding. Oh, sorry. I want to help out the world. I want to help out the, the world. But I want to make sure my future is secure. Okay, look, bro. You already have the money, Manuel Franco. You already have the money. Don't fucking lie now, dog. Tell everybody you're going to Barbados. And you're going to get naked with some chicks and you're going to have a bunch of alcohol and throw some parties and buy everybody their fucking dinner and all this bullshit. You're going to go live it up, dog. Just say that. Let's keep it real. Let's not fucking walk around. I really want to help people. I want to help out the world. Because guess what? The world will fucking come for your money, dog. All right? Now, Wisconsin does not allow lottery winners to remain anonymous. And the Speedway that sold him the ticket, they get $100,000 too. That's cool. So, I mean, I'm happy for them. But that's not even the best part of this story. I was waiting for this part to the very end about Manuel Franco of uh, Wisconsin. I ain't 24-year-old. I don't quite know how to say this during the podcast. And I know it's only my first podcast. But I want to make sure that I get this out, this news out there. Okay? 
Manuel, or if anybody knows Manuel Franco uh, in Wisconsin, okay, who now is the proud winner of uh, take home lump sum of $477 million. <sighs> I didn't quite know how to, I didn't, know, didn't quite know how to bring this up, but Manuel, dog. I'm your cousin, dog. Primo, what's up, Primo? Cabron, hey, I'm fucking, I'm your cousin, dog. Fucking long, I've been looking for you a long time, dog. I didn't know what you're doing in Wisconsin, bro. You should have come back to Burke, bro. Come on, bro. We'll take you to the strip club. We'll get down, dog. Fucking winner, dog. Way to go, bro. Manuel Franco, bro. That's my cousin, dog. That's my primo. Prim. Hey, call me, dog. Let's talk. Let's go. Let's have a party, bro. Okay? Just thought I'd put that out there, bro. So congratulations to my primo, Manuel Franco. As I call him, Manuel Manny. Big Manny, the... Big Manny Franco, the Wisconsin, you know what I'm saying? We call him Manny the Big Queso Dog, Big Cheese from Wisconsin. Get it? Prem, give me a call. Let's go party, dog. $477 million, All right. We move on. It's Big Benny Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast, which means I give you all kinds of different news. And, of course, I'm enjoying beer. Hold on. Oh, fuck yeah. Budweiser. News and Brews podcast. Uh, please subscribe. I would appreciate it. We move on to the world of sports because it is news. We did some heavy news, politics and bullshit. We did some lighter news with home. My cousin, my prime, uh, Manuel Franco from Wisconsin. Call me cuz. All right. And now we move on to sports. And as I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday, Wednesday night, it is the night before one of the best evenings all year long if you're an NFL fan, okay? Because as you're listening to this podcast, it is the first round, the first day of the first round of the National Football League draft. That's right, baby. The draft is upon us. So as I'm recording this podcast right now, it is the night before round one, right? All kinds of teams. Everybody's dreaming of that player or two or three. Even if you luck out and get one, they can put you over the top. Or if you're a losing franchise, they can make you a winning franchise. And the draft is happening in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be on every fucking network. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on ABC. From what I hear, Robin Roberts of Good Morning America is going to be doing some of the uh, hosting for ABC. And I'm very excited. Because a lot of you are like this. Oh, I love Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. Damn right. Those of you young kids may not know this shit. Young fuckers. Older folks know Robin Roberts started her career, as far as I'm concerned, at ESPN on SportsCenter. My girl knows her football. So I'm very excited to see that Robin Roberts is part of the ABC coverage of the NFL Draft on Thursday night uh, from Nashville. Uh, I personally, I watch Rich Eisen and the guys over on uh, NFL Network. I like to watch it. Mike Mayock is no longer part of the broadcast, though, because he is now the GM of the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. And these motherfuckers, the Raiders have three, not one, not two, but three motherfucking first-round picks, man. First-round picks. Not total. In the first round, the Raiders have three. 
New York Giants have two, and it all starts with the Arizona Cardinals. First time ever, believe it or not. You know, a lot, a lot of you think, well, the Cardinals have been just kind of okay. Cardinals used to suck pretty bad, but they've never been, until this year, the overall number one pick in the NFL draft. But you hire a shitty coach last year. You have a rookie quarterback. Uh, you have no offensive line to fucking protect him. And you fire your coach in his first year. Then you go out and get Cliff Kingsbury from college. The guy's never been a head coach in the National Football League before. Hold on. That motherfucker's never even been a, a coordinator. And you made him the head coach of the Cardinals. So, in his system, the best player to get is Kyler Murray, the Heisman uh, Trophy winning quarterback from the University of Oklahoma. So there's been all kinds of talk. Are they going to take him? And then, you know, Kingsbury this week's throwing up a smoke screen. You know, well, you know, Josh Rosen, who we took at number 10 last year, he, you know, he looks pretty good. And, you know, we're, we're just going to feel everything. You know, it's all fucking bullshit by these executives in the National Football League ahead of the draft. I would have to say it's about a 99 to 100% probability that the Cardinals take Kyler Murray number one overall at quarterback uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, everybody's saying, what you going to do if you take Kyler Murray at number one? You just moved up last year to get Josh Rosen. Now he's on his rookie deal. I'm telling you right now, outside of Kyler Murray going to Arizona, mark my words, come back and listen to this goddamn podcast, okay? Because I'm going to do another one next week with a draft recap, okay? The next podcast is going to have a draft recap. And I'm going to tell you, okay, that whoever ends up, because you know Josh Rosen is not going to stay in Arizona with Kyler Murray there. They're going to trade him to someone. Whoever gets Josh Rosen is getting a sweet fucking deal. The kid already got his bonus from last year's rookie deal. He's on his second year of a possible four-year deal as a rookie, which means that contract does not bring a lot of money. He played for a shitty squad. You don't even know if he's really that great a quarterback yet or how good he could be because he played on such a shitty team. Costs you less money. And from what I'm hearing, you only have to give up a second-round draft pick this year to get Josh Rosen. Now, who will the Cardinals play with? Okay, Lots of teams could mess around and try to grab themselves Josh Rosen. The New York Giants, who picked sixth, okay? they could come after him. All right? John Elway, the GM of the Denver Broncos, who picked 10th, could go after a Josh Rosen. Why would I say that? Because since John Elway left the Broncos as a quarterback, they made him the GM, and the fucker can't find a good quarterback because he's, you know, looking in the mirror going, well, let me see. Well, Brock Osweiler wasn't it. Trevor Simeon wasn't it. Uh, let me grab uh, Joe Flacco from the Baltimore Ravens. No, nobody's me. So who knows? Could Josh Rosen end up in Denver? I don't know. The Bengals, they have themselves a new coach. I don't fucking remember his name. But they've had Andy Dalton there for a long time. Homeboy is an average fucking quarterback at best. They pick 11th in the first round. Could the Bengals end up with a quarterback? Josh Rosen. The Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, they have fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Oh, that's not going to work. The Washington Redskins have Alex Smith, who's not going to play at all this year. And they have Colt McCoy, who broke his leg last year and is still dealing with shit this year. Oh, they need a quarterback. Now, the talk has been that the Washington Redskins may move up and give up shit. Here, do you want to be scared? 
Here's some scary shit. You don't even have to be a Redskins fan to be scared of this shit. The scouting squad, the coaches, the scouts, there's a team of scouts, right? They go out and do all this fucking work. The GM, everybody goes out there. The coach, everybody does. They go look at the players. They go to their pro days. They go to the senior bowl. They do all this stuff. And they found out this week in Washington that owner Daniel Snyder is taking over the first-round pick. He's like, fuck y'all. I'm going to make this happen for number one. And it just so happens that Dan Snyder's kid went to high school with quarterback Dwayne Haskins of Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins is from the Washington, D.C. area. My guess, Dan Snyder's going to fuck shit up for the Washington Redskins and their fans by giving away the fucking lot to move up into the top five to get Dwayne Haskins when he probably wouldn't have to. Daniel Jones of Duke is available. He's good. The kid from fucking Missouri, Drew Locke, he's good. I mean, everybody's... <laughs> no, but, I mean, nobody really knows what anybody's going to do. But with the retirement in Oakland, getting back to the Oakland Raiders, with the Oakland Raiders losing Marshawn Lynch, sir, you are retiring again. Well, congratulations on retiring. Now the Raiders need a running back. And there are not a lot in this draft. But the Raiders, again, have three picks. I think they pick at four, then they pick at 24 and 27 in the first round. Josh Jacobs of Alabama is available. Snag him. He's, he's the best running back available. He may be the only running back taken in the first round. I'll tell you this much. I don't think Josh Jacobs goes in the first round to Oakland tomorrow night um, if Marshawn Lynch is still there playing for them. That's my personal opinion. And everybody's talking about where is Drew Locke going to go? Dan, uh, Daniel uh, Jeremiah, the NFL Network, has Drew Locke going in his final uh, mock draft 30th to the Green Bay Packers. <gasps> oh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to like that shit. But who fucking cares what he thinks? You know, did, did they care when they drafted him to eventually replace uh, Brett Favre? Yeah, I didn't think so. And they, uh, according to Daniel Jeremiah, once again of NFL Network, Noah Fant, the great tight end out of uh, the University of Iowa, is going to go as the last pick of the first round to the New England Patriots, who obviously lost Gronk uh, after he announced his retirement this offseason. Going to be very interesting first round. I think, I think everything hinges on whether the Cardinals take Kyler Murray at number one overall, if they do. Then I think everything kind of falls into place. A lot of defensive tackles and linebackers are, are going to come off, and a lot of edge players as well. A uh, couple of offensive people, some guards and alignment and whatnot. But the quarterbacks, I think it's going to be Kyler Murray, and then it's going to be Dwayne Haskins, and then it's going to be a fucking crapshoot. And because of that, I think you're going to see teams, look for teams like Washington, Miami, possibly Cincinnati, or Denver to move up from their positions to try to snag Dwayne Haskins earlier than they think, okay? Because right now, if you were thinking of quarterbacks and the way things are going to happen in the first round, the New York Giants are the next uh, are the next logical quarterback spot after Arizona at number one. The Giants pick sixth, and um, Eli Manning uh, should be in a fucking wheelchair playing quarterback. <sighs> I'm going to throw the ball. I'm going to back up here. and Hold on. Uh, 34, hike. Uh, uh, there's a rush. I'm going to lay down. Okay. Eli's done. But you got to have somebody to replace him. So that's at six. My guess 
is that someone is going to have to offer the farm to either the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five or the New York Jets at three to move up to possibly pick up Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke, okay, or Daniel Jones of Duke. Otherwise, you're probably looking at uh, somebody like uh, Will Greer of West Virginia in the second or third round. Second second round, probably, uh, if you're looking for a quarterback. That's going to be your next logical spot for that. Right? DK Metcalf, the wide receiver that fucking lit up the world at the Combine, uh, according to Daniel Jeremiah of, uh, ESP, of ESPN. According to Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network, DK Metcalf, believe it or not, is not even, is he? Let me, I want to double check here. I don't want to fucking lie. Yeah, he's not even a first-rounder. All right, had a blazing fast 40 at the Combine, showed good hands, all kinds of, he's got the body of a wide receiver to do his shit, but apparently uh, uh, Daniel Jeremiah says, fuck you, wait till the second round because nobody wants you in the first round. <gasps> what? What? We'll see. All right, so there's your sports. It is uh, Big Benny Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast. Hold on here. I'm going too slow on the beer. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I like that shit right there. I like that shit right there. All right. So we've given you uh, politics, fun stuff, and we've given you sports. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to end the podcast with other news. Mm. You ain't ready for this shit. We're going to Pine Bluff, Arkansas for this edition of other news. A 69-year-old woman there was convicted of killing her husband. Now, those of you that have heard this before, you know, a wife killing her husband, you know, uh, was he an asshole? Did he beat her? There's lots of different reasons, okay? She was 69. He was 65. They're kind of old. Was he sick? (sighs) Kind of. In the brain, maybe. You see... Patricia Hill, 69-year-old Patricia Hill of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, who is a Sunday school teacher and a nurse for 50 years, testified in court earlier this week that she was not thinking. She was out of her brain when she shot and killed her 65-year-old husband, Frank Hill, at their home in July of last year. She said she could not explain what her intentions were you know, when she shot toward him. But she said it was to only get his attention. Now, she has been charged with capital murder, but a Jefferson County jury found her guilty on a lesser charge, second-degree murder, on Tuesday this week. So they have agreed to a sentence of 16 years in prison. Okay? Now, you're thinking, okay, well, was he sick? Did he have Alzheimer's and she gave a mercy killing? What's the story? Well... You see, Miss Hill said that she had busted her husband for watching porn several times since they got married in 2001. What the fuck? Now, he promised to stop watching it, according to KATV in Arkansas. Now, (laughs) fucking, fucking dirty fucker, when his VCR was no longer useful... Because apparently he had shit on tape. Frank Hill allegedly ordered a porn channel from Dish Network. Now, when his wife found out about her husband's porn channel purchase last June, 
Well, she fucking canceled it. She apparently warned her husband, you do it again, and you're going to have to leave this house. Okay. Well, Frank, you know, typical man, you ain't going to fucking do Who the fuck are you to tell me what to fucking do? I'm 65 fucking years old myself. So a month later, in July, he opened the Dish Network, you know, and fucking got more, got the porn channel back. Wifey opened up the cable bill, and it showed that Frank reordered the porn channel. She went to confront him in the utility shed behind their house, which Frank used as his man cave. (laughs) Man cave. More like his masturbation station. Hold on. (sighs) According to court documents, she entered the shed. My man was at it, watching porn. She allegedly told her husband to take his televisions and get out of the house. But Frank was like, Ma, I told you you ain't telling me shit. He refused. Then she kicked over table at age 69, and she knocked over Frank's fucking beer bottles, cigarettes, and remotes. All right? No, No news on whether there was any lotion nearby. She left the shed and went into the couple's house, armed herself with a twenty-two caliber pistol. She reportedly returned to the shed a short time later where she shot her husband twice, once in the leg. And the only thing I can think of is that it fucking felt so good for her that she decided to shoot him in the head after that. Because that's exactly where she hit him, in the leg and then in the head. She went back into the house, called 911, telling the dispatcher that she had shot her husband. And I don't know, she's like, I don't know, I don't even know if he's breathing. Frank was transported to a medical center, pronounced dead a short time later. Authorities found Hill's gun and an open Dish Network bill in the living room. Fellas, look. The wife said that she admitted she had shot her husband. She said there was no physical altercation with her husband before she shot him. When she was asked why she shot him, she told investigators that she just, quote, just snapped. She said there was no history of abuse between them. She just really messed up, according to court documents. Okay? Now, the lawyer for Miss Hill said that husband Frank's porn viewing was a, quote, personal affront to Patricia Hill and her God, Jesus. Jesus doesn't like porn in the house. She told him over and over again to stop. And he said he would, but he went right back to doing it. Jesus doesn't like that. James said that he described the couples, you know, as basically estranged, which obviously would be the reason why Frank was fucking buying porn in the first place. Ladies, if you don't fuck your husband, don't get mad when you find a porn. But at 65, she and Jesus got mad and Patricia shot and killed her husband because he would not stop buying the porn from the Dish Network. That is other news, ladies and gentlemen. That's a true story. Look it up. I found it on BuzzFeed. Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And I thought bullshit was crazy in Florida and New Mexico. Pine Bluff, Arkansas has got the story of the week. Fellas, watch out when you order that porn. Your wife may shoot you in the leg and the head. And that's it. First episode of Big Benny Unfiltered. 
the News and Brews podcast. Shit, I'm slurring already. Hold it, hold it. Oh, that was a good one right there. Big Benny Unfiltered, the News and Brews podcast. First episode, all right? Make sure you subscribe. Got another one coming up next time. I'll be talking about breaking down the NFL draft. We'll see where everybody went. We'll talk. We'll find some other bullshit to talk about. Uh, but please, subscribe and like and rate it high as fuck. Eh? Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.